I'm going to turn the AC on. Yeah, it's getting it's a, a little warm up. You mean open the window? That, it's, it's, that, we got our house painted, and they painted it shut. And this one up? Yeah, there's no such thing as a painted shut. If you can get it open, I would love that. You have a crowbar? <laughs> no. Oh my god! Hey there, you are listening to episode 40 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. Your co-hosts are Will Leach, Tony Waller, and myself, Scott Duvall. In this episode, we cover four main topics. First, the three of us discuss the fast-approaching G-Day game. Then Will gets a few minutes to dive into his alma mater, the University of Illinois, and its recent and historic new head football coaching hire of Lovey Smith. Later, Tony gives us an insight into the Georgia women's basketball team's first-round draw in the NCAA Women's Tournament. And we end this episode previewing what the Georgia men need to do to make a run in this year's NIT tournament. So sit back and enjoy the show. And, by the way, we never did get that window open. <laughs> Here's Tony to get us started. I guess I can debut this. I'm going to miss my first Georgia-Florida game in 10 years. Holy cow, what's going on? I have to be in D.C. for work that weekend. And for mm-hmm. work? Like work involving like, Yes, school. where I actually get paid. <laughs> right. right. Uh, there's a conference in Washington, D.C. that's a part of my job. It doesn't get done until about 4.30 on Saturday wow. afternoon. Um, so I'm going to join the uh, the Bulldog Club, uh, whatever the watching group mm-hmm. is in D.C., wherever they are. Uh, because I trust me, I looked at every flight possible to see if there's a way to get from DC to Jacksonville. And if I had been done on Friday night, it was easily doable, even because of the number of flights. I, I could take the first thing smoking out of DC, but I don't get done until Friday, just Saturday afternoon. Um, so I'm a little bummed about that. The upside is, is that does give me credit with the wife to uh, go ahead and book trips to Ole Miss and yeah. Lexington and. Uh, she's you know I've gotten the clearance to go to to, to North Carolina, which was going to kind of be a game time decision. Yeah. Well, you're going to miss the game if you go to North Carolina. No, the North Carolina game. It's not in Athens, so I know. It's not, yeah, I get that. For what it's worth, I uh, I am officially 100 percent going to Mississippi. Yeah, and I, it's interesting you missed that. Our our friend Jim, uh, who tailgates with us, is has bought a 45 foot RV for bought. real. Bought. Holy. He's doing a cross country trip with his family. He's from Oregon. He's yeah. got a family reunion in Southern California. He's driving that across country. Uh, the, that's the that's the good news is, is he's going to be it's going to live at my house. And he is seriously like we could drive to all away games. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> but how do we strokes chin? I know. I was like, let's see, let's see. How a you know, place to stay in Oxford is. You know, they're approximately $1,000 for the weekend. If you find a place, you know, 40 miles out of town. We Airbnb. That's what we Yeah, we're going to do. You've already got a spot. We yeah. already got a spot. Yeah. Because I'm going with a buddy of mine. Uh, because got the Sun Dogs. Right. Yeah, got the Sun Dogs. Yeah. So he does the music for the for my podcast. Um, and a diehard Cardinals fan. He went to Mississippi. Yeah. So yeah. he is, he always, in fact, he always sits in my seats for the basketball games when Mississippi plays here. And and uh, would be, I usually ordinarily would feel bad about, Letting a Mississippi fan sit in my seats, but he brings his very cute little like seven year old daughter who's wearing her Mississippi cheer- cheerling outfit. Yeah, well, not even McGarity can. Yeah, call but it. speaking of speaking of fall, yeah. So how is so spring practice is starting? Yes. So how is everything looking right now? I guess we have we even talked since we flipped the Alabama quarterback. I'm not sure we have. Uh, no, Jacob Jacob no. Fromm from Houston County. How excited? How excited should we be? I, you know, I don't know. He's a junior quarterback. It's hard. <laughs> Look, I, you know, I follow recruiting in that. It's always interesting to me to see what happens. Um, if you read some message boards, it's like, go ahead and redshirt Eason. We're not going to need him, blah, blah, blah. Fromm's going to be in here. But, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, is that he is, you know, he is another highly touted pro-style quarterback. I, I mean, he doesn't have quite the same Tools as decent, it doesn't look like, but he's probably a fair amount more athletic as far as being able to take a hit. And he, here's the knock on He's going to end up, what, two years behind Eason, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'll come in, he'll take a right chart. But, you know, think about Jacob, the thing about Jacob Eason, if you watch any of his huddle video or whatever, and, and you know, it's just not hard to watch some of it, he virtually never gets hit in, in his high school. So the, the question, the honest question is, what's he going to do the first time? Because he's going to get hit. Yeah, the first time. Um, <laughs> Uh, the first time you know an SEC name linebacker one. comes around the corner, I can't name SEC linebackers right now. Uh, Lorenzo Carter. Uh, <laughs> well, it, well, I mean, that's, yeah, he's going to be facing him tomorrow. Uh, we're recording this on Monday, and but you know the 
the the fact of the matter is is that it's it's typical Georgia fan hubris to start saying this yeah. guy is going to surplant Eason, and maybe he does, and I hope Eason's as great as everyone says, and Fromm's that much better. But the fact of the matter is is that it's it's exciting because we are flipping guys from Alabama, yeah. um, not just and, kickers, and not just kickers. Or so that was nice. Or point guards, yeah, or, um, yes. or something. But you know the the other the, the last remaining piece out there. Uh, we did get a guy from Rhode Island, the Tyler Catalina guy. Um, there is a possibility. I keep hearing some chatter about a graduate transfer quarterback um, yes. that that still might be on the table. And then of course uh, the Robinson guy out of of Savannah, who is the number one prospect in the state who has signed a financial agreement with California and Georgia Tech and is still waiting to hear from Stanford and Notre Dame and he's taking his official visit to Georgia this weekend. You know, it's I'm I'm I hope he comes here. I'm not going to yeah. pretend like otherwise, but you know, I'm not going to live and die That's with him. Those aren't a lot of uh, variables that make you feel really that kind. Well, if he comes here, he's probably going to start at wide receiver. Yeah. I mean, he that's where that's that but that speaks as much about his ability as it does where we are with wide receiver this season. Right. Right. Um it's interesting we you know, we're talking about football. I wrote down a couple of like key players offensively to me as Reggie Davis. He's going to play a huge role. We know we know Terry Godwin's going to be we know how good he is, yeah. right? Reggie Davis takes a step forward in the wide receiver spot. That changes the math a little bit about uh, what we're going to do. You keep hearing, uh, you know, chatter about Chubb might be back and uh, whatever. That's yeah, it's a pretty serious industry yeah. injury, right? If he's back, he plays any this season. That's a win in my mind. And then, so you, you don't think you don't think he's going to be? I mean, look at Gurley. It's kind of similar. Well, he and, could be. I'm not saying he won't be, but it's it's still March. Right. In order for me, to and Gurley that. was highly unusual. Like that's oh, not forget. It's like yeah. AP like, yeah. type yeah. unusual. Yeah. That's so, right. That's right. You know, I mean, look at and then look at Keith Marshall. He couldn't really come yeah. back. Like it's no knock on Chubb if he's not able to come back. That's my point. Early. That's my point. Right. But right. the 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 standard horizon, even for professional athletes who get professional level, which Gurley, I mean uh, Chubb is, yeah, professional level uh, assistance, and the time to work on this is twelve months. Right. That's what the that's what the recovery time on this from injury to stepping back and playing. Contact ball is and Gurley was faster than and Gurley was faster than that. No power to him, but even then, it took Gurley a little while to come back. Even in the NFL this year, yeah. So, yeah. you know, I think it, for him to work back, I'm curious. This is just a general question, but we'll have plenty of time to discuss this as it goes along. But I'm kind of curious if Chubb gets to midseason and is still not ready. What happens? It's a fair question. I think it really depends on what's going on with the season and if they yeah. need a spark. I mean, and it's impossible. Right. I, I think it's impossible for anybody, even the coaches would yeah. probably say, it's impossible to say how they would handle that. Could he go pro after this year if he didn't play? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Three years out of high school. Yes. Um, which to me cuts towards playing. Because well, yeah, but it's maybe all, to Chubb it doesn't. Well, yeah, but if Chubb's thinking, if, but if Chubb's thinking, I'm coming back and playing a playing another year at Georgia. That makes it more likely he'll sit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right? If That's he's, not going to happen. There's no way he's going to sit this year and then come back to Georgia and play unless he thinks his draft stock is hurt. I have but, to say that would be a problem for his draft stock. If yeah, he didn't come but back. I think it would be. But they're going to look at him kind of similar build to Gurley, similar injury, same school, and they're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And, you, and you're, I think you make a good point. And then Keith Marshall didn't hurt him either running a four three forty. Yeah, we we actually have like a full twelve months to actually discuss this. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> so, um, but, but defensively, talk about yeah, defensively, yeah. Lorenzo Carter, I think is the key. Um, you know, if he steps up and makes strides and, and really steps in, um, you know, Kimbro after the suspension could be another kind of little piece there. Um, but once again, we're having a lot of young guys playing. Uh, Kirby's got a lot of, uh, he's got a really good group of teaching. Um, the coaches are, are well known for the teach, teaching ability, which is great. You know, I think the other part that's, that's going to be interesting, considering we're have may well have a either a true freshman starting quarterback or, uh, a seventh year senior who <laughs> yeah. we saw who last ever, year. Yeah, who everybody now who, groans when right. they, see, they see him come on the field. Yes. Right. Is, I, uh, I love him. As you'll remember from the podcast last year, I was no, up on him all Will season. Was a huge I'm very excited to see him come along. back out again. So, are you yes. not thinking that, that maybe um, our punter, gosh, my. Ramsey? Right. Ramsey. Gosh. Yeah, are you not thinking that Bryce Ramsey might have a shot this year? I also love, by the way, that the first reference was our punter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, my mind slipped. Which is not so wrong. Long. Which is not wrong. Well, I think he could be all SEC punter. And um, no, no, no. For would he uh, get a look at quarterback? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he. I mean, look what uh, look what the guy at LSU did. He threw for like four touchdowns in that one season. 
Um, but if it gets to that point, I think everyone's going to adjust their expectations about the season. Right, right. This yeah, it's, it's so hard to say. I mean, you, you, I think Bryce Ramsey may be actually the biggest wild card in all this. And of course, I thought that last year with the new offensive coordinator, he who shall, who shall not be named. But the you know with a new offensive coordinator, who knows? I mean, he could step up and impress everybody and just be lights out, and or he could be something different. Uh, who knows? Uh, I think it's hard to say in March, honestly. But we do have you know what seventeen practices between now and April eighteenth to figure this out. And the fact is, whoever comes out there first in the spring game, it's going to be a story. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. 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 I think like, that's like right. no matter what, even if even if Kirby is. This doesn't mean anything. Right. This is just the spring game. Of course, he better not be doing any this is just the spring game after bothering everybody for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of getting 95,000 people out of there. I don't want to hear any this is just it's the, the spring it's, game. There's an official hashtag, hashtag 93K day. That's yeah. right. That's right. I mean, they're doing the dog walk the normal way, 245. Yeah. Um, they are still working on a parking plan. Um you know, it's going to be the there's la- gonna be a lot of people there. Yeah, the last time you asked, you asked. But they ain't getting ninety three thousand. Sorry, they're not getting ninety three thousand. Well, you asked the last time yeah. and kind of throw an estimate. I, I'm going to go with uh, I think the over under in my mind is about seventy five thousand, which is amazing. <laughs> it's, it's a huge, amazing a huge number. number. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's basically everything but the Georgia Tech deck full. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, that's um, more people than were at the Georgia Southern game <laughs> at the end of the season. No, 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 no. <laughs> there were easily seventy six thousand people there. Yes. Um, it would be the biggest spring a G-day game for, yeah. for forever. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, it, I mean, I haven't missed a G day in well, certainly since I moved back to Athens. Yeah. So five, six years, and it's been consistently between you know twenty five and forty five. Yeah. You 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 combine the hype with Kirby and the excitement that he's pumped into it, along with the fact that it's not on Masters weekend. Which is a key thing down here. I and mean, the, and this is his central. I mean, literally, it's the first thing he said. It's the thing that drove Mark Fox crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like and it's his all mandate. He said is kind of like to me that is yeah. A mandate is actually a good way to put it. It's not so much a referendum because everybody's still on his side, but it is the idea. How much of a mandate do you have? How much can you just your presence clearly more than double, perhaps even triple the number of people. They come to this thing. If I, I, I would, it's pretty amazing to even think that he could get close to that. Well, yeah. you know, and you've seen it because Alabama did it back in 2007. Yeah, was it 2007 that they did, or was it 08? Uh, I think 2007 was the year they. Uh, yeah, it was. It was 2007. Okay. If, if I can uh, wrap one thing up on on Kirby, um, I was at the his the last basketball game, the one against Alabama. Yep. Yep. Against Alabama. Yep. Um, he, my seats are not far from where he had the full front row with his recruits. And I don't, first off, I, you know, I never saw, you know, recruiting is such a weird thing because you're, like Kirby is very young for a college football coach, but he's still a dude that's 40. <laughs> you know, it's still a 40 year old man hanging out with teenagers. Like, that's what recruiting is. Like, he is. That's not weird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's weird. Like, it's strange. Like, Mark Rick, you know, can play the grandfatherly or the fatherly. I am I am yeah. your father figure. Put your tiny hand in mine. Um, okay, sorry. That, I, that's, that's not. That's entirely that. different. Um, so I just saw the part, uh, key and deal trailer. <laughs> that was good. So I've got that, that in good. my mind. Oh my uh, <laughs> but anyway, so, like, Rick, you know, can do the I am, you know, I'm your, I'm your life coach and I'm your so on. But to watch. To watch Kirby, Kirby was not this like older dude that was guiding these oh, guys. No. He is like he's dabbing. Yeah, he's dabbing. He's yeah. he's yeah. texting with them the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Like he he was one of the guys. One of the guys. Yeah. And and you know, you wonder how long you, you can pull that off. Like I don't know if Rick Rick was roughly the same age. Yeah, Mark Rick Hood when he was first Yeah, when started. he was forty, yeah. right? Yeah. So like you wonder how long you can pull off. But it was really something to see. I found myself I mean, he was if I turned my head to the left, I was watching the game, and I turned my head to the right, like right in front of me. So I was able to see the whole thing, and I tried not to, you know, bother them. It also speaks well to the Georgia fans. He was left alone. Yeah, nobody yeah. bothered him. Everyone. Realized- oh, people bothered Frank Beamer way more than him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's at, he's at that game. That's yeah, right. Yeah, and and but it was like they. It was very clear and obvious. Everyone. He's recruiting. Yeah, everybody, leave him alone. Man of work. Go make him. Don't go make him take pictures. And I have to say, it was really impressed. Nobody bothered him. Yeah, that was a packed house. There's yeah. a lot of fans at that game, and I'm surprised. I'm, I mean, I was, I, Kirby's doing Kirby stuff. Yeah, and like you could tell, he was 
it, it was a really funny thing to watch. It's a good reminder of how weird the profession of college football coach is. Yeah. That there's this person at work and everyone in the same like respects that he's working in league. He's in the front row. Like it's right by where the cheerleaders are all hopping around over there. People could constantly come up to him and bother him the whole time. And not only did nobody do that, they completely res- they were like, he's working, he's at the office, let's not bother him. But then you realize the thing that he's doing in the office that does not bother him is like dabbing and texting and being like and hanging out with 17-year-old kids. It's a weird job. And I think that, you know, I I, I was I came away very, very impressed by how natural this 40-year-old man was able to be comfortable with recruits in that way. And I, I, again, you're right. Like with Rick, it's a trick that won't work for too long. Eventually, he's going to have to transition into a, an older figure. But, it, you know, it made me think, man, this, this, guy's, this guy is, ta- is taking this really seriously. <laughs> and he's, he, he knows what he's doing. And You pay me $4 million, I'll take whatever you want very seriously. I mean, <laughs> well, you know all the apps. Like, well. you, you, actually, like, you actually can communicate with them. I would be like, yeah. I was, Speaking I would, of a nice contrast, and we're not going to turn this into an Illinois football podcast but we can have a few but, 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 no in our credo it says that he's allowed a minute if well i'm ever allowed a minute this is the time i'm allowed the minute. Well, well let me let me set you up since yes. i do know the athletic director at illinois yes so yeah how do you know women he was one of my students at the university okay. of illinois okay when i moved to the university of illinois he was a law student at the university of illinois Left the University of Illinois. Josh Whitman. Josh Whitman. He played football in the NFL. He played for um, Ron Turner at uh, Illinois. Who was his college coach? He was college coach. He was an academic All-American. Signed with a free agent contract with the Seahawks. Played a couple years there. And when he was with Illinois as a player, he was known... As the guy. already yeah. the leader, oh yeah, the yeah. awesome guy, the yeah, the one that everybody was like, everyone was like, oh, you're yeah, you're you're gonna play football for a while, but there are bigger things in store for you. And he was as a law student, he was Ron Gunther's like a special assistant, almost the same role, the former Illinois athletic director, Illinois Ron athletic Gunther. director, the same long time, like twenty role. years, yeah, there's almost the same role that Joe Terzinski mm-hmm. plays for Kirby Smart. I mean. He was given an awful because he had he had four years in the NFL. He had been an All American uh, tight end, academic All American tight end for Illinois. He left to go to work for Covington and Burling, who is uh, a very well known and respected sports law firm. They do many other things, but they represent Major League Baseball. Uh, and he was given the opportunity, I want to say six years ago now, to become the athletic director at UW Whitewater. And you turn that program around. I and, mean, then, and then you took over at, at Wash, Wash U. U. Wash U in St. Louis. Um, and frankly, I was surprised he took the Illinois job because – and I want, set, I want to set well up here for mm-hmm. kind of talking about the Levy Smith hire. Yeah. But Illinois – the Illinois Athletic Department, the University of Illinois proper, and the state of Illinois is a financial crap show. Yes. It is and it has just been since Blagojevich was – For 20 <laughs> – you know, for 10 <laughs> years. I mean, look – I worked there. I worked there five years. The last, my last day on the job, I went and pulled my retirement out because I was afraid yeah. that they would freeze it. They almost shut down not just the journalism program but the entire communications program oh, until yeah. Roger Ebert stepped up and and, yeah. and started raising money. Like they stopped was, paying lottery winners. The state of Illinois yeah. stopped paying it's a lottery problem. winners. It's, there's all wow. sorts of problems in there. Their their health insurance, state health insurance for their employees is self funded. Yeah. They stopped paying claims six months ago. They're going to vote for Trump tomorrow, though, so don't worry, it's going to get fixed. No, good. Oh yeah, it's all, um, all together, all together. <laughs> but Josh Whitman took over. Uh, he was named in February. Took over a week He's ago. He's thirty seven years old. Right. Yeah. Took over a week ago Saturday, and will what he do? Within he took over. And remember, let's not forget it is March. <laughs> like this is not generally a time for a lot of coaching turnover, and to say the least. It was weird enough when Illinois fired their coach a week before the season started last year. This time they fired their coach and his entire coaching staff within an hour and a half on the job. He took the job on at 9 a.m. on Saturday morning. At 9.30 he went on a radio show saying John Gross, the basketball coach, will not be fired. At 10 o'clock a press release came out and said Bill Cubitt who was the interim coach that they gave a two-year contract, which is a terrible idea, mm. as anybody knows in, football, in college football. If you give someone a two-year contract, recruiting – Completely craps out yeah. because they know he's not going to be there. So and so he came in, and the reason they did that was because they had an interim athletic director because they had to fire the last one because he was in charge of all the gross stuff that was happening with him back then, and the women's basketball team. So Whitman comes in within an hour and a half, fires the football coach, and everyone like he has to have someone in his pocket, right? This is a, like practice starts Friday, <laughs> like there's the entire coaching staff is gone. Ever like and I and it you know Illinois sports has been so awful for the last half decade. 
that it was not outside the realm of reason that this hotshot young athletic director would show up and then not have someone in his pocket and then practice starts on Friday and the players Yeah, are right, like, right. He Who is our coach? He put on a pair of bike coaching shorts with a whistle and go do it himself. Yeah, like it was it was a it could have been a disaster. And then word leaks that Lovey Smith, one of the fifty most winning NFL coaches of all time, was gonna go coach at Illinois. And then on Monday, he officially he announced it. How did he announce it? Not with the press release, but literally just tweeting a picture of him and Lovey Smith sitting in the in the University of Illinois Memorial Stadium press box. Yeah, both with block, both with black eye shirts yeah. on, and Lovey holding an Illinois. Just awesome. Like what you want? Yeah. Like honestly, yeah. what any like Illinois has been so directionless and rudderless for so long to see someone come in and do that, and not just that. But in addition, he, they signed Lovey Smith through a six-year, $21 million contract. Wow. Which is, yeah, right? <laughs> like, oh, I, can't I thought they didn't bills. have any money to yeah, pay. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. To me, that speaks to Whitman's ability to talk people into things. And, and already, and so within... What's his coaching staff look like? Well, this is the thing. Almost immediately, they sold like 3,000 season tickets within like the first... Three hours. Do they still love him in Chicago? From they, they, he's very well respected. Yeah, he brought them to the Super Bowl. Yeah. with Rex Grossman as the quarterback. <laughs> That's right. So like, he's very, very beloved in Chicago, and which has really been one of the main problems for the University of Illinois because it's downstate. Therefore, they the connection with Chicago, which obviously is a major recruiting hotbed, has been somewhat lessened. And Lovey Smith solves that problem immediately. He also solves. He's also a couple other problems. He solves. Getting enthusiasm about the program because not only has Illinois football been bad, it's been a joke for about ten years. Most and importantly, it's also character question. It, so yeah, 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 absolutely. Because one of the main issues was Beckman was abusing his players and and you know was was not helping guys with injuries. Smith, Lovey Smith, is beloved by NFL players, and no <laughs> NFL coaches are beloved by NFL players because they're all jerks. Because they all will cut you within a half a second. He was actually supposed to go to Brian Urlacher's wedding on the Saturday that he was hired. And, and, and was not able to go because he was hired for this job. He is beloved in Chicago. He's also the first African-American coach in Illinois football or men's basketball history. They're the, the only them and, I believe, um, Indiana. No, not Indiana. not Indiana. Mike Davis. Yeah, they had Kelvin Sampson. Yeah, yeah is, uh, who is... Or no, not Kelvin Sampson. Uh, yes, Mike they, Davis. They also had Kelvin Sampson. Oh, okay. And, yeah. um, Purdue, maybe? It might be Purdue. Uh, no, they no, had uh, Daryl Hazel. Uh, Hazel. Um, anyway, there was another. They're, they're one of the. There's one only one of the Big Ten school that never had a black. Probably Ohio State. Yeah, probably Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And bro, bro. and um, got a basketball. Got a twelve. And this, not, and not only is that like regardless of what your thoughts on that, this is a specific problem in the University of Illinois because this <clears> is something the board of trustees has said they they want a larger part in hiring of coaches. It's something that because the university has its issues with the Native American mascot and all sorts of issues with that, it's just it's a good thing to get taken care of. Right. It's right, probably the best way to right. do it. And so he hits every single marker on the board. And then, and this is the most amazing part, they gave them a four million dollar budget in addition to Lovey Smith's contract. Which is which is twenty something twenty twenty one million for six years. Twenty one million for six years. Two point nine a year. They gave him four million dollar budget for assistant coaches, which is SEC level. That's SEC level. Yeah, oh yeah. That is third in the Big Ten behind Ohio State, Michigan, and first in the Big Ten West. So who's he getting? Uh, His uh, defensive coordinator. If uh, I'm very excited about this because if you remember, remember the old NFL commercials where Dennis Hopper. Yeah. Uh, when we were, I think it was in yeah. the 90s, Dennis Hoffman <laughs> yeah. would do these commercials. He'd be like, bad things, man. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and they were like these weird counterculture commercials. Hardy Nickerson. And Hardy Nickerson was the guy, they, they had this big, he was a Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers linebacker. And he was uh, the guy that they basically did this whole ad campaign about. And he is the defensive coordinator. They got, uh, they took him away from uh, the NFL, got him out of an NFL job. He has a connection with uh, with Lovey Smith as well. But yes, yeah, so they got Hardy Nickerson, and then they took Louisville's offensive coordinator, Garrick McGee. They oh, took Louisville's good for offensive Louisville. coordinator. Good so, for Bobby. Uh, but yeah, exactly. So uh, so so Petrino loss is always that's a happy awesome thing as well. So they went, everybody wins. Yeah. they went nuts. They went nuts. It is an absolutely insane thing to see to see Illinois, which not only has never spent, but it's like nobody's cared. To see them spending like Auburn is nuts. Yeah. It's absolutely nuts to see. I, it, it's still going to be a while. It's still Illinois football. It's going to be mocked for a long time. But Lovey Smith, like Lovey Smith, has more 
NFL wins than than it's shocking. Like he has the he he's like I think he's thirty fourth on the all time wins list in the NFL history, and he's coaching at Illinois for the next six years. It's a shocking. It's, it's a shockingly good hire. It, yeah, it is. And I want to say shockingly good in that shockingly available. If you would if you would had laid out any number of middle of the road or below. Big Ten programs, Purdue. It's, I mean, it ranks up there with Purdue hiring. Um, Lovey Smith? Or Tony Dungy. <laughs> yeah. Tony Dungy. Right. Probably the best way. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and, then, and then getting, I mean, it's Jim really, Caldwell. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That right. Jim Caldwell. I mean, it's a really stunningly good hire for a program that is in a mess. The best example I can think of of what's going on with Illinois, I was I was there when Ron Zook was, was the coach. Um, and if you'll remember, there was a name that surfaced for the Georgia job, and Georgia and Illinois were fighting over a guy by the name of Vic Coning um, before Todd Grantham came. Um, for the defensive coordinator. For defensive yeah. coordinator job, yeah. I think Coning had been at Arkansas or I don't remember. Yeah, whatever, uh, wherever it was. But I'm sitting uh, – I'm actually at the corner of uh, 4th and Neal. Mm-hmm. Um and a car pulls up beside me. A crown is clearly a program car. Crown Vic. Ron Zook's driving. Vic Coning is in the car with him. This is like right after the press conference. I'm on the way home. Zook is sitting here, like, like with his hand on the leaned over. Vic Coning's looking out the window, and both of them have this like, "What have I gotten into?" Look on their face. <laughs> it is the most Illinois. This is right after they'd gone to the Rose Bowl. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this was this was the apex of. Illinois football for the last certainly since when they went to the Rose Bowl before what ninety nine maybe yeah, since I came since I moved to Athens the analogy I've always used is Illinois Illinois basketball is beloved in Champaign the way that Georgia football is beloved in Athens mm-hmm. and Georgia basketball there are people that care about it there are people that are into it but clearly the excitement level is just is dramatically lower mm-hmm. that's what it's like in Illinois Illinois football is at the Georgia ba- this is like Georgia basketball hiring Tom Thibodeau is probably the best way to, is best is the best you way probably to should play. explain who Tom Thibodeau Tom is. Thibodeau was the Chicago Bulls coach, okay. considered one of the best coaches in Lon the Kruger. NBA. oh no yeah, not Lon <laughs> Kruger. but uh, it is like hiring an NBA level it's not Phil like Phil, hiring Phil Jackson but it's like hiring it's like Tom Thibodeau, like it's yeah. one of the best coaches yeah. in the NBA, and it's like Georgia basketball hiring him. Yeah. It's stunning and insane. I know I spent more than my my allotted one minute on but Illinois football. That's a very long what way of saying that in the fall we may well be talking about Illinois football for two minutes. <laughs> well, he's he's just had about twelve minutes. Yeah, I went a long time on that, but it's lovey freaking Smith. It's good to see Will excited about something. I will say, I will say, there are SEC teams that would have been very excited to hire Lovey. South Carolina. Uh, well, no, South Carolina's convinced that Spurs up but Boom Muschamp is the answer. I'm glad they hired Will Muschamp. Oh, my gosh, I can't wait. Uh, dumpster fires with gasoline are my favorite. This is favorite. a good question. What programs, uh, assuming, you know, what programs would be happier to, in the SEC, would be happier to have Lovey Smith as their coach right now than who they currently have? Um, Vanderbilt. Probably Vanderbilt. Uh, South Carolina. Kentucky. Kentucky. Um Tennessee, not Tennessee. No, not Tennessee. Well, they are, well they are maybe. Best Booch is going to yeah, take yeah. them to the promised land. Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, maybe Texas A&M. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and there is a silent major, now silent majority of LSU fans. And, the fact and, that and by silent majority, I mean basically the AD and, and those four members of the board of uh, whatever they call them. Missouri. Missouri would be happy to have Lovey Smith. Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, they're different. They just they just picked up. They you know they just they just changed coaches. So. Yeah, I know. But if they could, if, if they, they could, have, yeah, you're right. That's enough. That's, enough. that's enough. That is that is enough. I'm I'm hoping that we'll get some breaking news like this during maybe May or June that Missouri's been contracted from the SEC. Yeah, that would be awesome. I, I I can't. But they're just as like they're bad in basketball to me. That I've said they brought before. they bring nothing to the table. Yeah. They're like the Rutgers. They're the Rutgers yeah. of the. Big you say head. that yet they have more SEC titles than Georgia does he, since they've joined. He's not wrong. I can't. That's in the, I can't, that's that's in the those past. Are facts. Those that's, are facts. That's in the past. Facts you can't. I don't. Like. I don't hey, want Fox, you to, I, facts I didn't make up. No. So don't don't fact me. This is probably a good chance to get into Georgia basketball. Yeah. Speaking Georgia of Georgia basketball, uh, uh, I'm going to talk briefly before we get before we get into. Because uh, we're also going to do our brackets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But before we get into that, I want to talk briefly about Georgia women's basketball. This yeah. The first, yes. the first year of uh, Coach Taylor. Yeah. And the first year of any coach other than Andy. Than uh, Andy Landers. 
And she has, I think for a first year, has been perfectly fine. No, she's reinvigorated the program. You know, I think we have played really well at times. Uh, a lot of people will point to the loss in the SEC tournament to Vanderbilt. But, you know, for the second year in a row, we lost Jacob Barbie to a broken leg, yeah. which is just such a crappy way for her career to end. Oh, my gosh. Such a, just such a, I mean, I don't like to use the word warrior when you talk about athletics, right? But she really just loves Georgia basketball, loves playing for Georgia. Uh, worked her tail off to get back it's, on the it's court. It's who you build a program around. It's, it's who you build a program around. And she was absolutely the, you know, the nexus of what what Georgia basketball for the women was. This is a, this is hard for me. Uh, it's a house divided. My wife's from Indiana. My in-laws. Yeah, so huge. we should say they, she, they are playing they, they just tonight before we came in here. Yeah, eight they, versus nine. Eight versus eight, nine game. They're in South Bend. They're playing <sighs> Indiana on uh, the 19th. What day is the 19th? The 9th, later this week. Yeah, what, day is it, um, what day is it? What day is it today? Uh, let's see. The 19th would Today's be the 14th. Uh, the 14th. Okay, so we'll be Saturday. 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 At, is that right? It has to be. Yeah, yeah. Saturday the 19th. So Saturday at the 19th at 9 p.m. So stay up late. Yeah. Uh, they will be playing Indiana in South Bend. And Delta the winner of that game gets. Gets to get probably stomped by Notre Dame. Notre Dame is very, very good. South Bend. In South Bend. This is the way they, of course, do women's basketball tournament. Works the first two rounds are uh, at the home which will be a very exciting thing when if, when Jody Taylor is able to get right, to build right, up even right, more. Right. They'll be able to host a tournament, which I think will be very, very exciting. Softball has already done this the yeah, last few years. Yeah. So now before before people get too fired up, yeah, Georgia was twenty two and nine or whatever we were, but the which was R- a hotter start than I think people were expecting. Yeah, yeah but our RPI was in yeah. the was in the high thirties, which makes us a fairly easy. Uh, eight nine seed, and and that's where we losing are. the losing in the SEC tournament kind Confer- of secured. Yeah. This is where yeah. we were going. Yeah. But you know, Indiana is a winnable game. Indiana actually is a. Uh, they have a a player from Princeton, Indiana, who was uh, Miss Indiana basketball last year, and was like actually the leading scorer in the nation of men and women. Was averaging like thirty two points a game. Has a sweet three point shot. It can just dominate underneath. But that's what Indiana has. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this this is actually a game that's very winnable for Georgia. I mean, I'm not saying they will win. But it's very winnable for Georgia. And it's exciting for me to see. The, the program, it does feel invigorated. No offense to... Coach no, Landers, I love Andy Landers. I do. Great job. But it was, but there was, it was a, probably there, time. There was a, probably a staleness, though, I think, yeah. at the beginning of the yeah. program. And I think she has reinvigorated that, invigorated that and she also uh, does workout classes with my wife. So, well, which uh, is have, as, as important. Uh, well, your yeah. wife has connections with Curbs and... And Joni. Joni? Yeah. And I think probably, yes. I think that... Yeah. Uh, though I don't know if she and Joni are actually pals. I think they just nod at each other and yeah. sweat a lot. Yeah, they give a little... Like, yeah. So a little, right. little uh, hello, fellow warrior. Yeah, fellow warrior. So okay, so, so let's the NIT. Talk, yes, there's, there's, let's talk. Let's talk uh, Georgia men's basketball. Uh, they ended up making the NIT. I think it's probably not a surprise. Frankly, the season ended better than it looked like it was going to. After that Auburn loss, oh, it looked like it. It was, looked like we would miss the NIT. It really looked like it was starting to fall apart. And listen, if you are, I understand there's a certain type of fan, and I and I actually don't even blame them for this. That the only thing they hear is <clears throat> NIT. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. We're in the NIT. If you're on the big tournament, certainly there's a lot of Illinois basketball fans that feel the same way. And I understand that. But I will say, they lost that Auburn game, which was like the third or fourth loss in a row. I thought, I don't know if Fox is going to make it. Like, I have to say, that it, it, looked, looked, like, it looked like a team that had quit on their coach. The and Auburn look, team was, is hot garbage. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and frankly, not even a particularly inspired one. Like, it's not like they were hot otherwise. Yeah. Like, that was just a really bad loss for no reason. Yeah. And it was worrisome. And they had a, they also had some tough games going up. They had home against Mississippi. They On had, the road. At, at, South, at South Carolina. They're home against uh, Mississippi. At South Carolina. And at South Carolina. Yeah. And home against Alabama, a team that is roughly at the same level. Any one of those losses could have been... Very dangerous for Coach Fox. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put it that way. I think the, the the direction that was going was worrisome. And I listen, no question that making the NIT after making the tournament last year and having a lot of these guys coming back is a disappointment. I don't think there's any question about that. But I and I really thought when they lost that Auburn game, I'm like they're going to look for a coach. This yeah. Well, I'll tell you I, what, what we what we did the last three games of the season and the run we made in the NCAA in the SEC tournament. 
and I know it's lost, but yeah, his, I know it's the NIT, and I get it. His coaching job against Kentucky was massive. Oh, Calipari was like doing backflips about that. Let me tell you, that rotation we ran in yeah. JJ Frazier. He does never it. does that. He was up something five of the. Uh, you, you we played eleven guys. Yeah. And like, and also, uh, it's funny. I was talking to, to my friend Tim, who's a big Georgia basketball fan. He brought. He said he thinks this is the game we're all going to talk about. This is when Turtle showed up. We've yeah, all I, I agree year. with that. He and Will were both. We've been waiting all year for Turtle. To, to, I mean, he's really... But he really, got finally got the minutes. Yeah, and he was terrific. Like, yeah. he was still a freshman and still out of control at times. But this was when we got so excited. There's a guy from Athens Christian. He's playing at Georgia. This is really exciting. We finally saw that in that game. Yeah. Against Kentucky. And yeah. it wasn't like they were just... He was just putting guys in for one or two minutes. I mean, they were playing legitimate minutes. It was like they was dividing the game it between was, 10 players. It was awesome. It was yeah. actually really It was cool. a spectacular, strategic yeah. coaching. He had perfect game plan. And I truly believe J.J. Frazier doesn't get hurt. Georgia wins that game. Georgia wins that game no matter what happens at the SEC tournament championship. Georgia's in the tournament. I agree. Yeah. Period. There's no. I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, Vanderbilt. I think there's a question. But Vanderbilt I think made it as a play-in. Vanderbilt was uh, three spots ahead of Georgia in RIP, RPI. Yeah. Vanderbilt probably shouldn't be in the tournament. To be fair. Well, but I mean, they yes, were they're yes. in the play-in game, but they are in, right. They're they're, 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 they're one of the last they're, four in, right, right. and that's fine. Right. But I think if Georgia beats Kentucky, Georgia makes the NCAA tournament. And when you think through two and a half weeks ago, we lost to Auburn. Yeah. In a, an Auburn team that lost by twenty something in the first round, it looked like it was falling apart. Oh, it, it wasn't good. Yeah. And, and you have to give apart. Mark Fox props, not just for the job he did to get the team's head back in the game, right. but also that coaching job against Kentucky was really stunningly good. Now, I, now for what it's worth, as, and I'm a Fox supporter. I'm on. Yeah, as a Fox yeah, supporter. yeah. I think we all are. But I, I think it's fair to say. Okay, you need to get in the tournament next year. Like I think, I think it's fair. Like I don't know, I if he, they don't get in the tournament next year, and I understand you're you're losing gains, you're losing man. Mm-hmm. Like I get it, but Maybe. frankly, Monte uh, has stepped up in a way he he would fit in perfect on Michigan State right now. Oh yeah, and, yeah, and Georgia Denzel Valentine. Yeah, and I mean Georgia stole him from Michigan State. He's a yeah. Detroit guy, and he is a he's terrific. He's got range. If like Maiden is an All SEC player, way yeah, that down. hook shot. I mean, he doesn't miss it. Look, he's awesome. He's if, just he's so. I knew he was good. He's better than I thought he was. If he learns to play a little stronger in the blocks, and he improves his mid range jumper, he's a legitimate second round pick next yeah. year. Legitimate yeah. second round pick next year, and he is the kind of player. Well, he's gonna be a junior next year, so he's yeah, another year if he wants one. Yeah, yeah. right. But he's the kind of player where you can actually base your offense around him. Yeah. You you run ball screens off yeah. him, particularly the way basketball is now. Which yeah, is so that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So guard. I mean, you basically feed him low yeah. and either let him do a drop step, let him do that little backup jumper, and you. I mean, yeah. he is he legitimately next year could yeah. be. And Ogdebe's. Making uh, huge oh step forward. Yeah. He's gotten so much better through the season. Too. But the problem is the problem with next year is guard play. Like yeah. the worry yeah. about is like you're lo- you're losing gains. Turtle's got to step up in one like, of these freshmen. Yeah, and have Frazier's to... a senior, yeah. so like he's going to be back around. But, but we have Jawan Parker stuff. should be back if if, 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 if he if he heals. Which to me is all the more reason that I I know that there's going to be people, particularly with some of the some of the we've discussed on the podcast before, some of the concerns, perhaps even conflicts that Fox has had with. Kind of the new football regime, I think, is a fair way to put it. I think that's gotten settled a little bit. I don't think that's yeah. like a big raging fire right now. But I do think that Fox made a little bit more sense in a Ricked world than in a Kirby world. Yeah, probably that's probably put right. It. And so I think he's got to make the tournament next year. I, I honestly do think he has to. He's got a great recruiting track class. Not great. I mean, a top-level uh, SEC yeah, class coming 30? In. Yeah. So... So he's got people coming in. It would, I think it would be a mistake to make a move right now. But I, I think he probably needs to show it next year, particularly when you consider how the SEC has up they've, – they've weaponized coaching hires now. Yeah. Like the number of quality coaches <clears throat> being in – the SEC is clearly – they're valuing college basketball in a way they didn't used to. And I think he needs to step up accordingly because this is why year six, year seven, like it's it's – you need to start. This was the, his seventh season. You need to start making the tournament consistently. I say that as a fan of the man and as a fan of the coach. I think next year you probably need to start making moves. Well, and with the NIT though, yes. Let's talk about the NIT. Let's NIT. We actually have an NIT bracket here. I'm filling it out. as we, you, have, as we speak. So the SEC has has South Carolina as a one seed. Actually, South Carolina was 
Um, either the last, the first team out or second team I think Monument was the first team out. St. Bonaventure was. Yeah. No, it was uh, Monument and St. Bonaventure. And then South, South Carolina. Carolina. Yes. South Carolina is one seed. Florida is a two seed. Georgia is a three seed. Alabama is a five seed. Uh, those are your SEC teams in. So Georgia faces Belmont. Uh, Georgia, here. Georgia knocked out South Carolina. That's right. I think that's Georgia, right? Yeah. Um, here's the, the cool thing about it Georgia plays the St. Mary's team. Who won the won the wax? Well, let, let's get let's, if we'll they get win, there in a second. Let's get there in a second. Let's get there in a second. Wednesday night. I don't know when this podcast yeah. is going up. Wednesday yeah. night is when was, they play. It's, it's Sunday, so it'll go out tomorrow on Monday. Sunday. It's Monday. It's Monday. <laughs> yes, exactly. As long as there are follow up questions, yes. Um, but Wednesday night is uh, when they play. I don't know if, it, if we got a chance to get this up by Wednesday morning, perhaps. So are, he says, yeah. looking, uh, looking, hopefully, yeah, yeah, yeah understanding yeah. the level of work that comes in. But hopefully this will be up before uh, their game on Wednesday. So they play uh, Belmont on Wednesday night, which is not a bad team. No, they're yeah. good. I saw them versus Austin P. They took them to overtime. They've got like three or four guys that can shoot, and they got a guy inside. I don't know their names. They're like the ends in a five. Belmont a, has an yeah. NCAA tournament history. They they're good. Belmont they're good. Oh, yeah. 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 So, Aren't they out of Nashville? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they are. They're good. Like, yeah. they are. They're not. Like, this is a team that's been in the NCAA tournament. And it's not going to be like when Vermont rolled in right. a couple well, years yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And even that game was. Yeah, that was, was nail So, and to me, now that we're here, now that, you know, two years ago, I missed all the NIT games. I was covering the. Uh, every, every Some crap. Every time the tournament is in Buffalo because oh, my yeah, best family from yeah, now, yeah. I always go. So, I missed the, the NIT games last year. I was those were, those were really good. And they were really fun. And I, also, I think it's telling that the, their general admission. All the games at general admission. So 15? what is it, like a sprint to the door type thing? Pretty much. Tickets are 15 bucks. Yeah. Call the Georgia Athletic Office, the ticket office. And it's general admission. Yeah. General so admission. you can, so like my my seats that I love very much. They're not even your seats anymore. But like, you know what? To me, it, when you, what you saw two years ago was an awesome environment that didn't, frankly, have dudes in their early 40s like me. Can we get Sweater Man in the upper deck? Yeah, I think he, Sweater Man may have, I bet he gets I'm just gonna bet he ends up in his regular seat. That's my that's my best guess. It, but but it is it is a great environment. I know, and that's what I mean. Is that like on theoretically everyone's close to the it's court. Good. It's yeah. good, and the people that are most excited are the ones that are closest. And this is a problem for all of college basketball: is donors end up getting better seats, and they tend to be older, and they yeah. tend to not get up and get less and, less rowdy. Yeah, and I frankly, when I watch a game, like I cheer and I yell for the team, but I do not stand up throughout the entire game. I, I I'm a guy at a Paul Simon concert. I'm happy yeah, when right, something good right. happens and I clap, but I'm not, you know, I'm not in a Metallica show. And yeah, well, we're great at the temples. Yeah. And so those of you that have hair at your temples. Yes, exactly. And um, it's like I'm done. And so for me, that's a great, what we discovered two years ago was how great that crowd could be. Yeah, it was awesome. That crowd was fantastic. It was spectacular. And I think, I don't know if there's a quite the same level of excitement for it this year just because they made it in civil A's last year. It felt like they were really up for the NIT in a way that I don't know if they'll be this year. But regardless, there's going to be a lot of people there. And I think it'll be fun. I, I found out mistaken. This is the first time in Georgia basketball history we've made four consecutive postseason, postseason. tournaments. I mean, it was certainly the first time we yeah. finished uh, above 500 yeah. in the SEC. And we, can, we can win our 20th game also. Yeah. 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 So, And again, I understand if you're hearing this and you're an anti-Fox person, I understand. I get it. I actually do get it. I'm a Fox booster, but I do understand if you hear this and be like, oh, look at these guys so happy about the NIT game. The, the ca- I understand that. The caveat to that is if you're that, if you're that person, uh, it's just NIT, and you hadn't brought your ass up to a basketball game, shut up. Yeah. Shut up I now. Think that's fair. Just I think shut up. Fair. I think that's fair. If you're not coming fair. over to support the team, just shut up. Yeah. I do think there is a certain element, and we've discussed this before, I do think there's a certain element of the Georgia basketball fan base that just wants to sit in the sidelines and be like, we don't give a crap. And I think that is pointless and stupid. But I also understand that. But it still feels like we're playing in the quick lane bowl. Yeah, I mean that's fair. That's fair, but you know, I mean, I, no, I listen. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I understand. I understand the idea that that particularly when it comes to Fox. And again, I say this is a Fox fan, but I understand the idea. You made the tournament last year. You had Caldwell Pope, and you never made the tournament with him. I get it. I understand it. And but that does not mean this is not still a cool thing that's happening. And here's and the thing about the quick lane ball. Making the quick lane bowl is better than not making the quick lane bowl. Yeah, Illinois, I would love for Illinois to be playing some basketball games right now, now but I'm not watching it. If we made the Quick Lane Bowl, would I want us to make the Texas Bowl or or better than the Texas Bowl? To use the Big Ten analogy, sure, of course. Um, 
Scott's actually given us a a, ball, a, a, a bracket here yes. showing Georgia making it all the way and winning the championship March thirty first. So I guess we're doing the uh, yeah. the podcast live from Madison Square on the thirty first. Of course, I was just course. in New York last week. So, I know yeah, how to get it's there. A short drive. We'll just ease up there. Um, I, there's some interesting. Actually, Georgia's bracket when I looked at it earlier has a really interesting bracket. Valpo's one. Uh, St. Mary's is two. If Georgia wins and St. Mary's wins, they'll play. And the NIT is really weird in that. Those are home games. The NIT is basically – it's funny you mentioned the quick lane bowl because the NIT is very similar to lower-level bowl games. Yeah. And that if you don't care, you lose. Oh, very much in that same kind of way. So a lot of of times it's about motivation. Kentucky lost to Robert Morris two years ago. I thought was a guy that worked at the East Side (laughs) Food Line. Oh, yeah, Bobby Moe. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Bobby Bobby (laughs) Moe. And and Kentucky lost to Robert Morris. It's all about motivation. So much about motivation. So to me, what I want is – At Rupp. Yeah, right. No, (laughs) no, no, they were – It was the Sony Brook. It was the Sony Brook. I think Rupp had something going on. And – because of why would they think they would have an IT game? They just won the national championship the year before. Um, but to me, that is the fun of this is I have no idea. St. Mary's is a team that many people think should have been in the actual tournament, which may make them angry and not want to be a part of it, which means you might get New Mexico State at so, Georgia if you win this yeah. game. You might get an extra game. To me, and this is another reason I want college football to go to eight and have home teams for that first game because anytime you have a postseason game, even if it's silly, even if it's the NIT, to have an extra game that is nationally televised at your arena is a cool thing. We'll get off my lawn. <laughs> well, in, in, in case you haven't pulled up the NIT bracket, yes, NIT um, bracket. you need to pull for New Mexico State yes. and you need to pull for FSU. Right. Because that would assure Georgia home games all the way to when they go to Madison Square Garden. You need Valpo to lose and you need St. Mary's. Because no one should ever want to go to Valparaiso, Indiana. (laughs) I mean, that's just, that's a lot. But how how interesting would that second round game of Carolina and Tech, Tech going to Carolina, it's like the Bobby Crimmins game. The Bobby Crimmins, yeah, that's Bobby Crimmins basketball I love the idea that if you you are a feisty sort that can drive fast, uh, because Georgia Tech plays at... Um, what's the name of their, their uh, uh, McCamish? McCamish, thank you. And um, they they play right after. I'm Georgia. sorry, I almost said the name. My dad always called it. Oh, what was it? Well, because of how it looked, it was called something called the Big Something. Oh, got it, <laughs> got it. And um, yes, understood. Let's move huh. on accordingly, so we do not get the explicit <laughs> we're, tags. We're going to, uh, yeah, we'll we'll, so, yeah, we'll so, edit that post. So uh, I think we need to do the because I would like us to do the whole NCAA bracket. I think it would be yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. I don't need to go with Suffice it to say, if Georgia wins and St. Mary's wins, we're going to Morganza. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We'll or you there. want New Mexico State to win, so there's another home game. Yeah, yeah there could be three home games. Yeah. yeah, but what you want is more home games. Yeah, I think it would be really yeah. fun, and particularly because I do think there will be value. In building toward next year, because there's a lot of, I want to see a lot of Turtle Jackson. I want to, like that was exciting for me. It's been very frustrating to have this guy that lived that's from in town, yeah. And the, the first of about forty years that someone from Athens has played for the Georgia basketball. It's been a long time, and to see you want he's struggled all year, and to see him have that kind of fun game was exciting, and you want to see more of it. And about 12 minutes in, when Georgia actually started staking their lead in that first half, we had a line that was a youth line. Yeah, uh, Turtle Jackson was in, Wildridge is in, Obey Bay was in. He's got talent, man. You yeah, he it. does. He's just he's just raw. Yeah. Um, uh, Wildridge was in. Edwards. Uh, Edwards was in, and that was that was pretty exciting to yeah. see. I mean, they were going up against a team that it's has Kentucky. three first round, <laughs> three yeah. first round NBA draft picks. Yeah. So yeah, so it was it's, really it's uh, cool. interesting. So, all right, so everyone go out uh, Wednesday night and watch that. And then I don't know. Six o'clock, right? Yeah. uh, No, it is at seven. Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. And so, yes. So, hey, so one of the fun things about this, about doing these podcasts, because, you know, Scott Scott is uh, our producer. Producer extraordinaire? Production genius. Okay. Producer extraordinaire. I think production genius is right. P-E or P-G. I need a t- I need a business card with a title on it. Production genius, yeah. freelance chaos artist, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, but Scott has just come up with a very good idea, which I think what we should do because we've gotten long in this podcast. We've had all this, frankly, it's, it's kind of exciting. How much Georgia centric? Yeah, we've had so much Georgia stuff to talk. Which yeah, is and good. a little with the smattering of Illinois, it's like the peanut butter in the sandwich. Yes, the Illinois. Yes. So we're gonna wrap up this podcast, and then we're gonna come back tomorrow to discuss to actually do our NCAA bracket. 
Now, it is worth noting, and we will mention this at the beginning of the next podcast, we have a WSLS podcast bracket on ESPN. We do. We do. We have a bracket challenge. Bracket tournament challenge. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> That's lasers and transformers all pew, shooting things pew. in the air. And so please join our challenge. Uh, you can get it from our Twitter page. We're going to put that, uh, we're going to send a link tomorrow. You can go to Twitter and see. Uh, I'll put on George's sports blog too. Or you can also, it is publicly searchable. So if you go to ASPN Tournament Challenge and type in WSLS Space Podcast, it will show up. So it will be able to be there. So go ahead and join. Uh, I'll have you know, I had a pregame drink for the Alabama game with the infamous UGA carry. As did as did. Oh, Tony. I did too. I'm sorry. Yeah, wait, <laughs> I totally forgot. I did too. <laughs> and uh, so, and so, I, so, and I had a great time. It was all, it was all very pleasant. So, shout out UJ Carey. Of course, this is the the we have to have a shout out to UJ yeah. Carey for any podcast. So that what I would recommend is we're gonna now say goodbye. And we miss you, and we really did miss you. I have to say, it's this been has been really fun. I actually had three people come up to me that I didn't know listen to the podcast saying, "Hey." When are you doing another podcast? I'm like, first, my first reaction was like, you listen? You know, kind of like, that's awesome. Yeah, so I was like, sometime soon. It's funny, at the beginning of this podcast, I made a joke about how this will be the first time that I'll have all four of the, I have all four of the podcasts that I currently go on uh, go come out in the same week. But I have to say, this is the one I want my bracket challenge in. This is the one, these are, I live here. You guys are, yeah. I, you know We're, what, we're I, his people. I like yeah. Scott. I'm, we'll see about Tony. But it's I, like, yeah. Yeah. you get it. I do get it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is a, this is a very. I've had a really good time tonight, and I forgot how much I missed this. So we're gonna finish up this podcast, and then we're gonna come back and do uh, our tournament picks tomorrow. Yeah. So this is episode forty, and listen out for episode forty-one, which will be the picks. Four one. We're forty-one hundreds in the way to syndication. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Wait till the Seinfeld money starts rolling yeah. in. <laughs> Get some of that friends money. All right. All right. That was good. Yeah. Right. Thanks for listening. Yes. Peace. Go, Go dogs. dogs. Go dogs. <laughs> and that'll do it for episode 40. Make sure to tune in tomorrow as we preview our NCAA tournament bracket pick by pick. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and the Georgia Sports blog. If you're hearing us through iTunes, if you could take a couple of minutes to rate, review, and subscribe, that would be awesome. Should you want to tweet any of us or the show itself, you can find us at our respective Twitter handles. Tony is at Tyler Dogden, that's D-A-W-G-D-E-N. Will and his 62,000 followers are at William F. Leach, that's W-I-L-L-I-A-M-F-L-E-I-T-C-H. And you can reach out to me at Jawavi Films, that's J-A-W-A-V-I Films. Oh yeah, the show itself is at WSLS Podcast. That does it for episode 40. Episode 41 will be arriving in your favorite podcast player on Wednesday. Take care.